And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, last week I spent time in Washington, D.C. on Capitol Hill as part of the National Association of Farm Broadcasting Washington Watch fly-in convention, the annual uh, Washington Watch. Uh, coming back this year, got a chance to speak with many folks throughout the uh, agriculture industry, lobbyists and uh, folks in administrative roles in D.C., as well as folks in the government, including USDA and on Capitol Hill, senators, congressmen and women uh, alike as well. Got a chance to catch up with Tanner Beamer with the NCBA, National Cannabis Beef Association. Talk about a host of different topics, including the recent cattle market reform hearings held on Capitol Hill. Here's my interview with Tanner Beamer. Jesse Allen, here we are at Washington Watch with the NAFB. Joining us now, Tanner Beamer with the National Cannabis Beef Association. Tanner, it's great to catch up with you again, sir. How are you? I'm well. How about yourself? I am fantastic, Tanner, and uh, we got a lot to discuss. I know, of course, last week, a lot of hearings going on here on Capitol Hill surrounding cattle markets, cattle market reform. We had the four big meat packers in town testifying. And just thousand foot view talk about what you saw last week everything with the hearings and how they played out yeah you know it's rather interesting i think last week's hearing first in the senate and then in the house represented hearings number six and seven on cattle markets issues in washington dc during the 117th congress so we have had a robust conversation about these issues over the last two years you know beginning in the senate side this was a little bit of a different hearing because this is what's called a legislative hearing and that is where uh, senators have the opportunity to hear from witnesses in, and from their constituencies uh, on pending legislation. And so the two bills they were exploring were uh, the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act from Senators Grassley and Fisher, as well as the Meatpacking Special Investigator Act from Senator Tester and Senator Grassley again. Um, I think that uh, the highlight of the hearing, however, was probably that Fisher-Grassley bill on cattle markets issues. And I think you saw a lot of what you've been seeing for the last two years which is uh, there is just not a consensus among the industry on market mandates. You know, if you were to take the mandate component out of that piece of legislation, I think you could get just about every cattle producer in the country on board with additional transparency, a cattle contract library, things of that nature. Um, but unfortunately, we're continuing to get bogged down on this one little piece that just gridlocks this entire conversation. And that was on full display in the Senate last week. Uh, there were a lot of good lines of questioning. There were uh, three cattle producing witnesses and one witness from the economist community uh, and I think that there were a pretty evenly split witness panel you had two witnesses that said you know yes do you think that this is a good thing because cash trade is is important which is true cash trade is important uh, then you had about uh, the other two witnesses that talked about the dangers of involving the government in picking winners and losers in the marketplace. And what our hope is, is that senators take those two computing, competing viewpoints and craft policies where there is a broad industry consensus and they advance those policies where there is broad industry buy-in um, and we're not continuing to get bogged down by this one issue that, like I said, continues to gridlock any forward progress on cattle markets issues. And that's obviously the biggest thing we're watching right now is that there's just no consensus and i mean from your view tanner from the ncba's view what's it gonna take it just seems like 
it, it seems like no one wants to budge, especially you know when it comes to the, the Grassley Fisher bill or or the bill with Tester and Grassley. It, it, nobody wants to budge and compromise enough one way it seems right now to make something work. Yeah. You know, I have a hard time criticizing these senators because they are, by and large, representing the views of their constituents, right? And this is a difficult conversation. It's very emotionally driven. We're talking about the ability of family farms and ranches being profitable enough to pass on to the next generation. And that's something that all of us in this conversation, regardless of which side we sit on, take very seriously. What I am hopeful, though, is that we can start to move past this conversation about how we sell cattle. And we can focus on those things that do actually affect people's bottom lines. I referenced earlier that we're on hearing number six or seven on cattle markets issues just this Congress alone. And we have not yet fully explored things like inflation and rising input costs and the fact that a labor shortage at the packing sector also has an influence on the bottom line that producers have. And so these are issues I think that also contribute to that ability to maintain profitability, to maintain solvency, and eventually have a, a, a farmer ranch operation to pass on to that next generation. We need to be having those conversations. We need to be focusing on those areas where there is agreement on things like market transparency, enforcement of the Packers and Stockyards Act, and expanding beef processing capacity. And you've seen a lot of successes with that in the House of Representatives, where there also was a hearing. Um, and I'm hopeful that we can start to see some of those successes translate to the Senate side as well. Well, like you mentioned, it is very emotionally charged. You know, for what works for a cattle rancher in North Dakota doesn't necessarily work for a cattle rancher in Texas. You throw on top of it just the, the price of cattle right now on the futures board, on the cash trade. I mean, we're seeing you know record numbers throughout commodities, some of that inflation-driven, of course, we've heard about. But you throw all that together, and it makes it really, really just challenging for our cattle ranchers because, you know, this is – it's not – dollars and cents, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars and cents when it comes down to the bottom line. You bet. And I think that one of the things that NCBA does really well, and we have for over a hundred years since our founding in 1898, is we bring those broad viewpoints together through our policy process. And the last time we discussed whether or not there was a role for the government in mandating the types of trade that cattle producers uh, have to engage in, the answer was overwhelmingly no. It was not unanimous, but it was decisive that there is not a role for the government in that process. So let's start to focus on the other impacts where there is some room for the government. Things like geopolitical factors that influence our domestic markets and things like just bigger macroeconomic effects, right? The Fed's got some pretty uh, substantial decisions to make in terms of interest rates and other monetary policy that is going to have an impact on cattle producers as well. Let's start to turn the attention to those issues as well. Well, Tanner, I appreciate the time here in Washington Watch. Thanks so much for catching us up on some things, and I'm sure we'll talk again real soon. Glad to have you in town, Jesse. And again, that's Tanner Beamer with the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. Talked with him last week during the NAFB Washington Watch annual event in Washington, D.C. We'll have more coming up from my conversations in D.C. here the rest of this week on American Ag Today. Also, the USDA has updated three key crop insurance options for livestock producers to offer better protection and flexibility. The options are dairy revenue protection, livestock gross margin, and livestock risk protection. The Risk Management Agency revised the insurance options to reach more producers and better meet the needs of America's swine, dairy, and cattle operations. The updates recently got published for the 2023 crop year, which begins on July 1st of 2022. Now, RMA Administrator Marsha Bunger said, quote, agriculture is not a static industry, and these updates reflect the importance we place on always knowing the evolving needs of producers and offering the most people the best risk management tools we can, end quote. 
For more information on livestock insurance policies, go to rma.usda.gov. That's rma.usda.gov. And you've been listening to another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you and yours a great rest of your day.